0: Welcome back to Switched On, a platform for our emerging generations who are looking at belonging to a community that upholds what it means to learn and grow from life's experiences in order to fulfill one's potential, becoming more Switched On in the process. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Brayden, what's your favorite color? Blue. what mine is? No, I don't. It's green, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that, because... We have Harry, the um, founder of Blue and Greens. I actually didn't G- even switch on. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I picked that up right away. Yeah, <laughs> with yeah, us yeah. in the pod this morning. How you going, Harry? Good, mate. Good to be here. Bloody oath. Uh, I thought about it in the car this morning, actually. So, uh, <laughs> that was well done. Cheers, mate. Um,
1: <laughs> you going to ask me what my favorite color is?
0: <laughs> Harry, what's your favorite color?
1: Blue or purple, I reckon. Blue or purple, yeah. yeah. I'm really into like the, the blue tones recently. The light baby blue? Yeah, so that's nice. good, I've been
0: loving blues. And even browns. Yeah. Some, yeah. The Love a good brown. Yeah. 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 Um, yep. First question, as always, what did you do to get switched on this morning, mate? But You
2: um, introduced him. You just...
0: That's your job after. Okay.
1: What I did to get switched on. Well, this morning, I try to do it most mornings, but woke up at six, um, so I felt like I got my eight hours in last night, and then went to the gym, came back, had a cold shower, and got my blood pumping a little bit, but... Surprisingly enough, I don't feel too switched on this morning. I feel a little bit flat, but um on a Friday morning. Yeah, but we'll keep on moving and we'll get get this episode cranked out.
0: Another another cold shower, brother. Let's yeah, go.
1: Yeah, I love it, eh? There's not, nothing quite beats it. Like I always whenever I come out the cold shower, like I just I'm like shaking around. I've got like that, that beat in my step and yeah, it was a little little master that I found and um yeah, it's helped a lot, I no, I'm
0: stoked. I think you are like the first person that had on that's not like well when me and Brayden do cold shower as well. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: love it though. Eh? It's, do you get the old, like, <gasps> yeah. yeah. at the moment? Hectic breathing. <laughs> yeah. and, no, I love it, eh? it. It just gets, the serotonin levels when you come out, you're just absolutely buzzing. And it's like, yeah, it's good feeling. Love that. What yeah. about you, Bubba? Uh hmm.
2: Hmm. <laughs> What did I do?
1: Nah, same
2: old, mate, same old. But I actually put the uh, AirPods in this morning. Yeah. Because I uh, wanted to listen to a uh, audio book. Nice. So I just chucked that in. Don't I actually know how much... Uh, listen to it very yeah. much but yeah i just so that was my change up mate same old but <laughs> i changed that with a little audio book bit of push a few few push-ups uh yeah last day last so day of the
1: push-up challenge oh, yeah
2: yeah so nice. yeah i did actually um
1: i've been big on what the audio books recently as well i've been loving them
2: yeah good eh? we'll yeah. get we'll touch in to the books and. Podcasts. Lovely. yeah this
0: uh, episode's sponsored by audible no it's not <laughs> 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 what what about you mate um what did I do? Yeah, I like got up, yeah, meditated outside. I like like when there's actually a bit of rain. Yeah. And, and, and like, so I'm kind of glad that it's winter. So just like, yeah, kind of just connects me back into the guess, alignment with myself, which is yeah. nice. And then, yeah, cold shower. Love it. A push-ups, a bit of oats. And then, I, actually, I thought about this on the drive um, to office this morning as well. What I find, what I do before like the podcast and stuff to to try get more switched on is like just put on my favorite songs and just absolutely belt them out. Yeah. I don't know if it gets my vocal cords going and just, (laughs) like, my confidence up. Like, it just makes me feel good, eh? I
2: can tell because you used me as a boxing bag. Yeah. Punching me.
1: (laughs) Brandon's just like, you've been really annoying this morning. (laughs) What do you do, do, like, meditation-wise? I've always, like, wanted to get into it, but I've never really known what it consists of, really.
0: So, I think with starting off, like, even if it's five minutes... Ten minutes. Like, I mean, I even just sometimes use it as a bit of a guide. Just like go on YouTube and either like using um, the Headspace ones or the Calm apps. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, and they kind of guide you through it. But even if like I've like once it becomes a habit, sometimes I just get out in the morning and just like just think about your breathing. Yeah. Um, phones away and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Finds yeah, away. Just like I don't. Yeah. I try not to get my phone till about I don't know nine a.m. or till I get to the office kind of thing. But yeah. If, meditation is a great habit that yeah. i recommend for everyone yeah i love it yeah oh good stuff so Braden, you want to yeah um, so, um, so introduce mate. introduce him
2: run us st- we're with <laughs> mate, i don't want to pronounce the last name wrong but we're with the, the quite mr harry Quayle, Quir- the ceo of CEO. <laughs> and founder of blues and greens clothing company which is gonna we're gonna dive into because it it's gonna be a lot more than that yeah uh, if you're currently watching um million dollar island he is uh, one of the participants on there as well. But more or importantly, you've become um, what we've met probably for a few months not, ago, a few months ago yeah. now. And now we're building a good friendship. And um, yeah, I'm more just keen to talk to you. Well, you introduce yourself and, and what you're about and where you've come from. And
1: yeah. Um, yeah, well, there's not much to me. I'm 21 years old. So graduated from St. Mark's in 2019. Um, a bit about me, I guess, is I went straight into uni studied construction management I still got one semester left on that but I think a few years into I sort of realised that it definitely wasn't for me long term I saw like there was a lot of I mean it is for a lot of people that sort of lifestyle but there was a lot of hard work and long hours to grow that corporate ladder I guess and for some people it's what they want to do but for me I just sort of realised it wasn't um, what I wanted to do and I discovered sort of like a true passion and wine and my purpose in life what I thought was to um, have an impact on other people more specifically like their Younger generation, sort of students, I, I feel. And I've always wanted to do my own thing. Um, so I guess that's where Blues and Greens sort of passions come from. But, um, yeah, there was always thoughts of doing, I guess, a, like a teaching degree or something like that down the track. But, yeah, for now, I started up Blues and Greens. Um, had my first sort of drop on that and went well and just sort of in the process of getting the next things moving. But, um, yeah, sort of the long-term plan or m- short to medium-term that is to start up like a school program where sort of hands-on um, in high schools developing I guess mentor type relationships with students to help them I guess find their true purpose I guess or um, develop a change and drive in their lives and I guess open up the conversations with all things mental health and normalizing that because yeah I really want to have that um, mindset of going in there to high schools and speak to these 15, 16, 17 year old kids in a way which I w- wish I was spoken to or knowledge that I wish I was told at that age although I'm still so young but I do feel like I've got a bit of a wise head on my shoulders for my age, due to sort of the experience I've been exposed to so yeah I really want to put a massive focus on that and develop that side of um, not only my brand but my life as well like I feel like that's what will um, set me out to feel the most accomplished and the most fulfilled. Mate so much respect
0: just like how you've expressed yourself then and um, I can't well, say enough that like a lot of what you mentioned it like really resonates with me and Braden that switched on as well like with our vision and like in trying to impact the youth um and empower them as well so might have to get a collab down the road yeah, maybe 100%. we've, we've sure. been
1: speaking about it a few times it's just hard getting things moving when you're um, yeah. both busy so definitely when there's time to really sit down now things out it's something that we've already spoken about and looking looking forward to be able to do
2: I'm glad I'm in the loop yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so that's why i touched on blues and greens it's not just the clothing yeah right so why run us through why blues and greens and then why you wanted to start it off into a program but also the clothing
1: yeah so i think it's always everyone dreams of doing something like a clothing brand everyone um always no one wants to work really like I think the um, new age is breeding that with TikTok and Instagram and all that, when no one does want to work. But I um, always be an entrepreneur. Literally, yeah. So I wanted to. I've always been into fashion, so I've always wanted to express myself in that way. But um, I guess it really started was I saw women's skirts in like the similar material to the shorts, like that knitted um, pattern, colourful, all that sort of side of things, and that got my brain ticking. And I really wanted to. I was like, if they were shorts. Because at first I thought they were shorts. So I was like, these are sick. And I was like, if they were men's shorts. I'd, I'd want, to, I'd want, like I'd wear them. And that sort of side of me ticked over. I was like, if I'm thinking this, there must be more people thinking this. So um, I sort of developed that unique side of things of the brand. And um, with that, I've wanted to build, I guess, from the get go, because I knew I wanted to lead into um, further things than just the clothing brand. Like I know everyone says it's more than just a brand, like blah, blah blah. But like I generally have true drive, like I like I just spoke about to develop um, bigger things in the brand. Um, so I've been big on sort of communicating with my followers and feeling like I've building a relationship with them, dropping off parcels um, as much as I can, if I can, handwritten notes, stuff like that, to really build like that um, connection and feel like they know me and I know them to an extent, um, which will, I guess, set me up to fold into um, what I want to do in the future with it all. But with Blues and Greens and NAME, uh, yeah, I said at the start. It, it actually started from my high school girlfriend. She wanted to build like a um, mental health cafe called Blues and Greens. It was, like, <laughs> it was like for the like the good days and the bad days, like the blues and the greens. Um, and then when I was brainstorming names, like that came up and I sort of just like spoke to her about it and she was like all on board. And when it sort of came to actually um, committing to it, like got the final ticket of approval and she was like stoked for me sort of thing. Oh, awesome. And um, yeah, I don't know, as soon as it came across my head, I was always wanting to get like a... Um, two-part name like something and something if yeah. that makes sense I, that was just something that i was um big on from the get-go and then once i sort of yeah it crossed my mind and i always knew i wanted to do something in the mental health space and it sort of just all made sense it was catchy and then when i went to the island gotten getting feedback on um like the name and the products from everyone else I like yep do it and then came back locked it all away brought me avian and all that logistical side of things and yeah here we are hoping to build an empire <laughs> bloody oath
2: i <laughs> love great. that i just I also love how you touched on, I'm glad you did, that your home, like the home delivery or dropping off packages, parcels, and notes, yeah. like that just proves that you're not just here for, like you said, just to, you know, have a, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Like you actually want to build that connection yeah. and relationship yeah, that community. Yeah. Home. Yeah. And I
1: think there's so many brands that come and go, um, for various reasons because they're trying to get a cash grab or they're just trying to, um, I dunno, build something that they want, I guess. So I think my number one focus was being able to establish a community because you know what I mean? Like, There's always products that you like and I feel like the reason why people buy from you and people want to support you is for understanding and knowing what you're about and um, supporting your vision and your message and stuff like that. So I was always big on portraying that I guess and um, doing everything in sort of a unique way whether it's unique marketing, messaging and of course a unique product so yeah. I think if I uphold, it's easy to drift away. Like if it gets to the point where I get bigger and um, cash is like a, a more focal thing, it's easy to drift away from your core values. So yep. I've written it out, not this journal, but um, my brand journal I've written like my core values at the front page. So if I ever feel like I'm going through a slump or drifting away from why I started it to really focus back on that um, and understand why I did this, why I, I got to where I was to begin with and, um, I guess never let my main focus drift away from the, um, main drive of the brand, I guess. So just like a bit of grounding. Yeah. yeah, exactly. money, money's a,
0: can be a powerful thing if it uh, takes control.
1: Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So yeah, I never want to get in that as much as you want to build a, a financially stable business, but I don't want to be doing it for, um, like I don't want to be making a decision on cash. I would still want to stay grounded to myself and, um, my core values.
0: Brand go. <laughs> you go. You you ask questions. He knows where I'm <laughs> going
2: with this. So, my own big on values. So, yeah. what are yours? And what are your companies? And what what are the ones written down in that book?
1: Um, if
2: you're happy to share. Yeah,
1: that. yeah. Um, it's mainly to do with, um, I guess, sort of what I've already touched on about giving what people want and being like. I I really wanted to build it. I got asked this on one of the previous podcasts, and it's a comfort, um, uniqueness. And I've got the other one, but basically the comfort side was not only comfort in like the garments and stuff I'm producing, but the comfortable space of, um, like providing people with, I guess the, the openness to come to me, speak to me and feeling comfortable, um, in themselves, I guess, not just like in their clothes. I think that's my number one, um, number one thing. But yeah, I just, I just don't want to, like I said, I don't, I don't want to come across as, um, Money hungry, greedy. Like I, I don't. I, it's not just a a cash grab for me or a quick buck. Like I, I'm trying to build something that I really want to stick to my whole life. Like that's sort of my long term plans. And um, I guess if I can get there, then it'll be the ultimate fulfilment for me because I want it. Yeah, I want to be able to do this for the rest of my life. Well, can, it
0: really sounds like you're just trying to bring that authenticity and and like genuine aspect to it. Yeah, so
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I can I can back you
2: up with that because you literally we we've caught up a few times. I've had a coffee,
1: you've had your water cause he doesn't drink coffee this way. I'm getting there. But like... <laughs> I had my first few mockers. Love <laughs> <laughs> that's that's that Baby steps. Baby steps.
2: But um, yeah, like you, we caught up, mate, and like you're like, mate, like, can you email a school list? Can you, you know, send me this? Can you have a read of this email? Can you have a look at this flyer? Like, and it proves that, yeah, like literally like, oh, like should I tweak this? Like I want honesty because I want to make it good and you'd like talking to other, like speak and share, you've already talked about, we've had them on, um, outdated, like you're talking to these people as well, so you're, mm. you're really invested in it, and, and it just proves that you're not just saying this. Yeah, like you, you can say all this on a podcast, I'll say all this to face to face, but when you follow it up with an email, and then you're like, mate, like I want your honest opinion, can you send me this? And then yeah. you change it, and then you send it back, and go, What about this? So yeah. that just proves that what you're doing is really genuine and, and like striving to. Yeah, I, th-
1: I think anyone can say one thing, but it's about actually doing something and, action. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I try to be big on that. I've been a bit slack off it recently, but um, more so just when I want to do something or when I want to achieve something, I just try and get it done straight away. Um, and then on the whole contact side of things, how you, how you mentioned, I've been speaking to people including yourself. I think that's one of the most important things, not only in business, but in life in general. Um, I think there's nothing more important than that face to face relationship and Honest feedback as well. I, I, don't, I think it's the old saying, like it's about who you know, not what you know. But and I think it's so true because, yeah, I don't reckon you can get anywhere without networking. Um, not only entrepreneurial side of life, but just life in general. Whether it's you're in the corporate world or um, anything, because I, yeah, I, I, I think there's nothing more important in your life than your contacts. And it's easy to say I don't know anyone, or like it's easy to dwell up on that. And yep. again, it can go down two paths. Like you can act like you don't know anyone because no one knows anyone when you're born. You know what I mean? Like you have to put yourself out there and meet people. And some people are more fortunate. They're b- born into, um, relationships where they establish friendships early who end up being, um, vital sort of relationships moving forward. But it's about putting yourself out there as well and sending that message or making a phone call, sending an email. And you'd be surprised how often you get responses and how willing successful people are to help, um, the youth or the younger aspiring, businessmen or women um because yeah even seeing myself now like I never would have expected so early to get messages from little kids or people my age or whoever it may be saying I want to start my own business or how'd you do this how'd you do that and I've, I've been getting heaps of and I think it's because I made myself easily approachable and there's nothing more satisfying for me than that because it's like they are like looking up to me in a sense and I love being able to give any bit of advice and I, I don't think I realized that until now I've gotten into it because I was like why would this person want to speak to me or why would this person want to offer me advice? What am I offering them? But you soon realize that like there's nothing more satisfying than like sort of being looked up to and being able to feel of worth to, um, hand down, I guess your knowledge because yeah, you can jump the queue so quickly. I feel like off an experienced person, you can gain years of knowledge and advance yourself. So, so rapidly, um, rather than just sitting in, in your own shell and trying to work it out yourself. I think there's nothing more, Value but then outsourcing and taking in every bit of information someone higher up than you has. Yeah, I couldn't agree more.
2: Yeah, it's awesome. It's a great attitude to have, but it's hard to get.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
2: how did you build that confidence or that belief in yourself yeah. to be like, I gotta put myself out there, I've got to contact these people, like, you know, where did you get that in a drive Because you mentioned that some people be like, oh, I don't know anyone, so mm. I can't build this or I can't create this but it's like well that yeah, you might not know the people, but you've got to reach yourself out. So how do yeah. you get the confidence? I, th- I
1: think I've always um, been good at established relationships, but I was always nervous in developing new ones and putting myself out there. But the Island experience and I, I, link back to it all the time. Like it, it, that side of things really, um, set me up to have the confidence to put myself out there. I remember like coming home and feeling cause it, you put yourself and you meet 99 other people and you have to, um, like start a conversation to stay in the, stay in the game pretty much. So I, the confidence from that to be able to message someone and then be like, can we catch up for a coffee and or a water, whatever I'm drinking, <laughs> um, and like just talk things. I would never have been able to imagine to do that prior to the island. But now it's just like I just don't feel any shame or any nerves to be able to meet someone new and um, sort of take notes and advice off them. And I, I I can sort of pinpoint it on that, but yeah, I definitely have always been big on establishing relationships and holding relationships, but for the pure fact of putting myself out there to someone I've never met, or I don't know at all, I can pinpoint on the show because yeah, I wouldn't have been able to ever have the confidence to pull someone aside and sit down and try to pick their brains for a bit without that, what at least it would have been, um, a lot longer until I developed that trait, I guess.
0: Yeah, cool. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I mean, you bringing up the show is now a good time to sort of go into that. Do you think? Like, do you want to keep any more questions on blue and greens, do you can Bray?
2: Mate, I'm happy to follow your lead. Man.
0: I did have one question on blue and greens actually. So, I mean, blue and greens very associated with with the environment. Is there any sort of environmental aspect that you bring into it, or like
1: not just yet? Really, yeah, like
2: flowers. That's
1: important. Oh, in, ter- wait, in terms of like looking out, like the sustainable side of things, or more. Um. Because, well, yeah,
0: part of that would be, I guess, but like, I guess, well, in, in any kind of well being, yeah. right? Like, I guess, part of being out in the environment is like a pretty good cool aspect. Yeah, well, I'm,
1: I've, I've, I've built a lot of my image around like the whole flower side of things. I, I've always, um, I guess, it just links back to my unique um, sort of taste. I've always liked that sort of something a bit different. And yeah, everything I've sort of released to date has had something like that involved in it. So I guess that. Um, is one major thing, but in the whole sustainable side of things, it's hard to tick every box early, but it's definitely something that, um, I'm leading into in the future, but yeah, early days, I mean, uh, finances are low, like profit margins, slim. You have gotta just take every, every chance you can to, um, get, keep the business moving, but down the track, it's yeah, definitely something I'll, I'll be looking into for sure.
2: I love that. Before we, before we move on, what's, what's coming out? Um, You
1: Yeah, I've got sweaters they've been stuck at customs for 23 <laughs> days. Like it's so frustrating, but I'm just not thinking about it at all because it's like, uh, there's nothing I can do now to control it. So I'm just putting it on the back burner, I guess. But, um, yeah, I've got hoodies, vests as well, sort of in the next firing line, which uh
0: I think I'll be keen for a vest, eh? I
1: haven't I haven't got any blue and greens products yet. No Braden's got the shorts. Yeah. Um but yeah, I'll have to I'll have to hop on as well. Maybe the vest. Yeah. yeah. But oh. then then something that I've I have am really looking forward to. Um I haven't sampled it yet, but I'm this my next sort of thing is this like lace sort of um button up shirt. It's it's hard to describe with it <laughs> without showing a photo, but um I've got it designed up now and then I've got a bit of inspiration photos, and yeah, I love it. Eh? Love that. And that's love that, a that, I'm hoping that to be my little summer pop. If, mate, you need,
0: if you need any more models, me and Braden are oh, mate, <laughs> <breaking> absolutely. <out>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, well, let's jump into the island experience because it's sort of shaped you really, mm, like, absolutely over the last six to the twelve months, I guess. And what was it? had did the start? Like
1: why why'd you choose to do it? Yeah, um, I've always been someone who. Doesn't settle for much. Like I'm always looking to do new things, and it's been I've been like that since a young age. Like I've um, I've always had sort of the what next attitude. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's toxic. It's never
0: satisfied. Yeah.
1: Sometimes it's toxic. Sometimes it's good. Um, but yeah, it sort of I guess nestled from that, it was just like a, an absolutely surreal experience, which I never would have had the opportunity to do again. That's how I looked at it. It was just like I'm 21 or I was 20 at the time. Like what bad can come from it? Um, so yeah, I applied just out of Absolute, just no idea what it was, sort of thing. And is that just by going on like the Channel Seven website? Yeah, so I, I saw it on um, ads for Big Brother, and yeah. then yeah, I just applied one day at work and didn't hear anything for a few months. Got a call, and then yeah, it was when it sort of became real. It was a bit like, is this really what I want to do, sort of thing? <laughs> like it was, it was a bit like daunting as as you started jumping through the hurdles of okay, that this is actually like a, an actual thing now. But I always knew that I was gonna like have the opportunity to get on, sort of thing. Like I knew that what I did was enough and I'd killed the interview and stuff like that. So I was always confident in that. But then once once it came to like the decision making, it was like, oh shit, like <laughs> I'm actually about to put myself out there. Now. <laughs> um, but I think what really like tipped it over was I went through a breakup in November um, and then I sort of went to Europe and I was just doing new things, which um, I wouldn't have ever been able to do. And then the island experience was just sort of the cherry on that. And yeah, it was, like I said, it was the best thing that, has ever happened to me. Not only for uh, my own personal, emotional, mental growth, but the friends that I forged and um, the lessons I learned and experience that I went through is just you can't really get it anywhere else. And no one can. It's hard to comprehend and let people understand. Um, but I think the only people who do are the 99 others that I got to share it with. And I do my best to um, show the people close to me the person I've become and share my stories and share my experiences. But um, yeah, it'll never be able to even match what I actually feel and what I actually went through, so. Awesome. Yeah.
0: I mean, I definitely want to go into that more, but so, so Million
1: Dollar Island, is it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So,
0: um, yeah, 100 people go out to Malaysia, you were saying? Yeah, we yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's, and then they just, what, chuck you on an island? Yeah, <laughs> so we, we got boated out. I think there was, like, 11 boats or something like that. Um, what was your first, like, when you're on this boat and you're, like, there's these so people, real, like, and then
2: you literally... Drew Like On this nice water And then you're pulling up To this
1: Like island You're like This is gonna be sick The build up of it Was like yeah. I've never felt anything like it Like <laughs> it's like You have all Those months of preparation And mental Just the head noise Of just like What's gonna happen And then when they actually Get there The actual build up Just sitting on this boat Looking around And you're like Holy shit Like I'm actually doing <laughs> this like, it's So I get like I get those butterflies Thinking about it now Because like Those f- That first day And like that pre-hype Was just like Unmatched completely Um Oh, yeah it's so hard to describe but yeah when we pulled up we all jumped off the boats as you've probably seen in the um scenes and the water's just filled with mud <laughs> so it's like you you went knee deep in the mud my crocs came off as i landed no, in the not mud. The crocs. yeah and I, I ended up finding it i spent Ooh. about 10 minutes finding yeah. it but like then i was just like wow this is not what i expected but then when you landed on the beach like meeting everyone it was just amazing eh? like i i sort of went in with the attitude of there's always going to be people who would just you just don't get on with at all but i think everyone just had that that fit that's that similar buzz where everyone was just on cloud nine sort of things everyone was in such good moods especially early on so meeting everyone was just amazing like everyone was in um, like giving off such good vibes and everything so um, I think those first that first day really just got me absolutely pumped to um, really cracking and gave me confidence I guess if it came down to the end and um, like my close friends had left or whatever it was that like there were still so many amazing people here which I wouldn't have gotten on with on the outside world but because we're in this vulnerable close-knit sort of environment you just expose yourself to all new all new people new relationships from all over the country so yeah what about like before you even get on the boat like so you're flying over like
2: obviously like do you meet anyone on the way do you like do they like set you up in these hotels, give you all this food. Like yeah. what? How so much? Y-
1: yeah, you fly over. I had like a 2 a.m. flight out of Perth, and <laughs> we're all directed um, not to talk to people and stuff like that. Like full stop. So as we sort of you're looking around and you're trying to see like, oh, I wonder who's going to be on it, who's going to be on it. And then once you got there, you s- you soon like click. There's like a fair few people on your flight that were on the show. But even that, I remember sitting at the airport, like getting dropped at the airport. That was just like such a crazy like it's so it's so i haven't really relived it much but it's so crazy to think and yeah then we had like hotel lockdown for a few days where we um had some time to do publicity shoots and you had like one roommate um but yeah can you share your roommate or jonathan Jonathan. so he's the guy number 69 he's got the wheel spin twice if you've been watching it yes um (laughs) but yeah it's been um that build up the anticipation was just mental like just knowing that what you're about to embark on and then you start doing drip fed into like a bit of reality so it was like before you left you were sending off photos of your clothes and stuff like that and you got there and you started like you saw a few faces and then you started doing publicity shoots and he hopped on the boats and then you slowly you slowly building yourself up to actually getting there then when you got there it's like holy shit like here we go and there's like cameras and there's like just nine other crazy motherfuckers and it's just like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's mental, mental. Sounding
2: like you just smiling,
1: man. It must be yeah. so fun. Yeah, it was so like, cool though. Eh?
2: And then look, you pull up, you jump in, and then all of a sudden you're sitting down and you just see this godlike figure. The man and Just like, what was that like, bro?
1: He was amazing, eh? Like <laughs> I read his books going on. Like I think I read one of them before I knew I was on and I read another one when I knew I was going on. And um, like he was like, I, I went in there with expectation, but the people who, so I knew sort of what he was like, and what he's done and all that. But even people who had no idea what it was, they instantly knew that he was just like the man. Yeah. And like you, people have saw the side of him on SAS, like that just brutal um, side of him where he's just yelling at people, but he was just like such a soft caring dude. Like oh, he would man. have a joke with everything. And there was days where we'd walk into like the arena. Um, everyone's feeling flat. He could tell we we're looking flat and off off camera, like in between um, sort of his scripts, uh, his lines and all that sort of stuff, he would just come over to us and just give us that, the biggest pump up talk, like a pep talk, like tell us keep going, all that sort of side of things. And memories like that you just don't forget sort of thing. I remember there was one day where we were just so flat and there was all these murmurs about um, people leaving because their friends left and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And he just, he just reassured everyone that like, you came here as an individual, like don't shift away from your goals because someone else has left. and I remember that real resonated with me down the track is my best mate in the island was Titus um, and he'd just left in the previous episode and there was so much head noise for me um, thinking about like leaving with him. He was like, we will attached by the hip up until that point and I was just like, so spewing about him leaving and I wanted to leave with him and then I just kept on drifting back to the point. Like I came here on my own, no, I didn't know anyone like, why on earth would I leave for someone? You know what I mean? Like, I came here to achieve things for myself, not anyone else. So, and the second he left, um, it was just like the biggest relief of knowing that it was like, all right, I had my fun. Like, I had, I, I built a good friendship and now it's like me time sort of thing. Yeah, I guess like, that kind of relates to the question I was going to ask um, before. So,
0: like, when was that moment where you just like that, I guess it, it clicked like, oh, this is Gabe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think early days, like when me and Titus, we just sort of, well, like the clown sort of thing. Like we were just walk around having fun, like jumping around, all that. So he was doing backflips, climbing trees. Like he's he's crazy <laughs> like that. But
2: is that athletic? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And then, but so when he left, it was like that. I had that um, sort of focus of like me time sort of thing. But the first initial thing was like when you first pulled up, you go to the the island in the arena, and there's the big wheel sitting there, and there's like a hundred of us sitting in the crowd, and I'd only get nervous on the island, but it was like. The first, the only time I was really like shit scared, nervous was that. So that the first wheel spin, who's getting the power, who's gonna nominate, and I just remember it's like holy shit. Like, and you would sit in the crowd and be like, I can so just see this on TV. You see cameras everywhere. Yeah, I'm fucking here. (laughs) I was like game on sort of thing. Yeah.
2: So you built this relationship with Titus, obviously, and, and a few others, but have you stayed in contact post the show?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've since then. It's like you've not only. Built on the relationships you already had, but you've developed new ones with people you weren't really that close with on the show, and just blossomed on the outside. So, yeah, we've had a fair few catch-ups. I've gone to Sydney twice, Gold Coast twice, um, catching up with like 20, 30, 40, 50 cast members, and yeah, I think that's been the best part of it. Like actually, really getting to know everyone on the outside. I remember the first time seeing everyone for the f- um, post-show because obviously we we're all gaunt and underweight and stuff, and. You see people for the first time, and they're all fi- their faces are filled out, their shoulders are filled out, and you just look at them. Like I remember the first time me and Maddie, who's like grown to be one of my best friends, um, and it was one of my good friends on the island too. First time we saw each other in Sydney, I was he was sat like at the end of the bed, I was sat in the bed, and we were just like looking at each other. I was like, "You're just a different person, aren't you?" Like we're, <laughs> I, we caught ourselves out. We're just, we're just staring without like saying anything for a while, and we're just like, "Holy shit!" Like we just both look so different, eh? And, <laughs> and you got like. As you start to see more people, everyone just looks so different. And especially me, like I went in a bit underweight and didn't have much on me. So I lost a fair bit pretty quickly. So everyone sort of seen me now that I filled out a, a bit there. It was like, holy shit, like it's so good to see you healthy and happy and stuff <laughs> like that. So, yeah. Yeah, so,
2: yeah, touch on that, man. Like what's, so you get food, like, yeah, what's about the, the rations, the food, the water, the.
1: Yeah, so I was on log camp. So we we're the biggest camp by numbers, smallest campsite by size and least amount of food. So we were in, in a bit of shit from day one. Um, we were, I was probably eating like a like a palm full of rice or pasta a day, plus like a, a few pieces of coconut. Oh, um, yeah. So yeah, I would have I've gone from eating three thousand sort of calories a day to 200, 300 calories at most. Oh. So I th- that was the hardest aspect. Like I I went in there with the expectation of I'm going to be hungry. Like mm. um, I'm just going to have to put up with it and my mind sort of took control of all pain aspects. Like I didn't feel one bit of hunger the whole time, but when it sort of got to the point, like now it's day 11 and well and truly at this point by now where you'd be standing up and just like blacking out when you stand up seeing stars, you're just so not yourself. And yeah, you're a shadow of the person you are. So that sort of beats you up as well um, mentally. Cause you like, you sort of just get the head noise of like, I'm not being the person who I truly am. And you start thinking about that side of things. but. That was 100% the hardest side of things. It's it's all well and good to um, mentally take control of the situation, which I felt like I did pretty well. Like I said, I didn't feel like I struggled too much with pain or um, the discomfort side of things, but it's when, like, biologically, your body physically is running on empty and you can't do the simple things of holding a conversation, standing up, going for a walk. Um, and that's that was by far the, far, uh, the hardest thing. That combined with, like... The downtime you have, where you're just laying on the beach, like thinking about everything you could be doing, or thinking about like what's going on back home, is what really um, drove people to the limit and sort of sent them home packing. I guess. So it's almost as if, like, yeah, you have the amount of people that are
0: there, but then you got you got a plus one. Like that's just you got you're competing with yourself
1: as well. Like, yeah, yeah. that that was that was the biggest biggest thing, hundred percent, and that's without a doubt that is what. Um, Sent people home the most because like some people just couldn't mentally hack it, and I think that they were established pretty early, and you see people leave pretty early. But as it got to week one, week two, like end of week one, into week two, into week three, um, the demons probably were at a peak around this time. I think it was about the yeah ten day, eleven day mark where you saw that people were really starting to fight the demons. Um, Because like you said it's The biggest enemy Was probably yourself Because you had so much time In your own head Um, And I think another thing Which is What affected a lot of people And it's probably part of the production Is On episode four Day eight it was We had that big buffet Mm. And everyone was on such a high After that And then it was just like A come down Where you just all came crashing down afterwards (laughs) So it's just like After that It's like your stomach grew Your stomach stretched You had a lot of food movement In your belly You still couldn't shit Like And then Just Sort of tie that in with the high of emotions back down to the reality of what the show was Um, I think they were probably a hard few days post post a buffet for sure
2: yeah interesting yeah Yeah. it's um what about like
1: yeah to keep touching on this side of things like
2: post um the I I can't I don't want to say this the wrong way but post the whole show right Mm. do you all go to this place or when you get eliminated or when you get, when people got eliminated that you've talked to, right? Um, was there like you just get shipped back home? Yeah. So you go, go to a hotel and like, yeah. what's that like? So when,
1: yeah, when you leave, you get um, a boat back to Lankau in mainland, and then you just do your sort of exit infuse and, and a few um, logistical side of things with a psychologist and medic and stuff, and then there's a few day turnaround, and then you'd get um, you'd head back home to wherever you wherever you lived. Um, but yeah, you'd go. And then I guess as well, in the heat of things, we were a lot of people going out in the middle of the show, some people got more extended stays in Lankau and stuff like that. But then I think sort of branching off of that question is like when you got back home to Australia, it was just like, even when you got home to Lankau, like back in the real world, it was just like so overwhelming. It was so uncomfortable as well. Like I remember the day when I um, got out, whenever that day comes, we're just going to have to wait and see. Um, but the day when I got out, like you got given your phones and stuff like that. And, um, I turned it on and it felt like just this alien robotic device. (laughs) I didn't didn't know what it was and I touched it and I just was so amazed like that my finger could, it just felt like I've just come from another earth and been given this phone that I've never seen in my life. Like it's so hard to describe, but wave of gratitude. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. And then you look at yourself in the mirror, stuff like that. And you're just like, holy shit, who is that person? And I I turned my phone on and I texted one person that I was home and then I just kept my phone off. So I didn't tell anyone I was, I was home and, um, got home and surprised everyone like did my rounds and still didn't turn my phone on really. Like I was just using it for, um, really just a brand, I guess. And Safari and intent, I like I didn't go on any social media for a week or so, just cause of how overwhelming it was. And I, I wish I'd st- stuck to it a bit more, but then I think it just, once I started my brand and needed social media, it, it just fizzled back into old ways, I guess. Um, but yeah turning that back on and then just seeing everyone, it was just so overwhelming being back in a normal life. Um, yeah, eating, I, you would sort of advise to um, eat limited food and ease into it. But like person <laughs> I am, I haven't eaten for X amount of days. And yeah, I, two foot long I, subs. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, fir- the first, the first food I had was room service and I ordered um, a pizza, a burger, um, these like chicken wing things and then like a thick shake, <laughs> get through it all smash or? it all. And smash then like was it. absolutely fucked for days. Like I was just eating like seven meals a day and like, <laughs> it was so looking back, it was probably the dumbest thing ever. Like people have told me now that I know that like, it's so dangerous to do that to your stomach and it can like literally rip and like kill you. Jeez. Um, but yeah, you know, my body was in all sorts for weeks. Um, couldn't process the food, couldn't process the emotions couldn't process all the people and I think it's sort of um I guess branching off of all of that as well it sort of shaped me into this person where it's like I had so much time even if it wasn't so much time on paper in terms of days but like days feel like months month like weeks feel like years like without exaggeration it felt like I was there a whole lifetime um and I had so much time where I felt so independent and just on my own and it is so um so much discomfort and Um, uncertainty and just all new and raw emotions and experiences where like now coming back into like my life where um everything sort of is there for me it it doesn't really sit well with me and it gets um like that's sort of what gives me a bit of head noise as of late it's like i as much as like I love living at home and having all these amazing um opportunities and like family and stuff like that but it's like I had so much time on my own where I feel like that's like my new bar now. So I don't, as much as like, I could be independent now and do things myself, but like, I just, it doesn't fit, I don't know. I it, It's shaped, it, it's put me in this position where like now I just want to like, move away for 12 months and sort of fend for myself a bit. So yep. I want to move to Gold Coast at the end of the year, purely off of the back of like that, I guess. It's just like, I feel like I have, like now's a time where I have to just like, experience something like that. And I think that's just because of the fact that like I said, you were so independent, so vulnerable, so uncomfortable the whole time. And it's like the, the pure comfort of my own home with everything there for me sort of makes me uncomfortable and sort of like m- gets me a bit anxious, if that makes sense. Yeah, Cause yeah. it's like I, my body sort of adjusted to the new norm of wanting to do everything in myself, in my own space, that sort of side of things. So good and the bad, I guess, like it, I see it as a positive to open up an opportunity to do something new and, um, have growth by moving out and stuff like that. But then it's like, um, yeah, financially or even just socially might not have been the best best thing for me, but yeah, time will tell.
0: Yeah. All change is a great catalyst for growth. <laughs> and, um, I just actually want to mention, cause a lot of what we've covered with this, with this experience, actually, like, I've just really resonated with a lot of the things that you're saying, cause, um, as Braden knows, last year I went over to New South Wales and did my army reserves basic training at Kapuka a lot of it is just, like, yeah, the angst, like, going over there and being um, thrown into all these different situations. And uh, th- well, one of the main reasons I went over there was just, I mean, similar to yourself, wanting to gain new experience. And, like, uh aspect that I really love coming back to is trying to get comfortable being uncomfortable, mm. um, which is a common term I've been hearing in the yeah, last yeah. year or so, like yeah. with the likes of Ned Brockman, da-da-da, yeah. before oh. that. Um, but, yeah, it's insane. And then even, like, you look back on the time – that from when you get home and you reflect on like how, you've, how much you've grown as a person, like, yeah, or well even like you're saying, you're looking back into the mirror, you can see just how much you've changed. I'm just interested to see what aspects of yourself do you think that
1: have just grown increasingly up flat from that experience? I think it's more so, um, it's, it's generic in a sense, but you can really focus it on smaller aspects of it, but it's more so knowing how much I can do mm. um, and having full belief in myself it's like, if I always just link back to if times are tough, if I have physical, hurt, mental, or whatever it is, I always link back to like, it will never be harder than that sort of thing. Yeah. And it's like, I I realized the power of my mind and I started to preach that a lot coming home because of the fact that like, there were so many things there which I know physically and previously I would have just thought that that was my limit sort of thing. And I, I would get to a physical barrier and be like, yep, okay, that's me done or I'd get to a point where I've sort of felt some sort of um, mental, emotional uncom- discomfort. And I'd be like, yeah, that was done. But like, over there, you just, I, I trained myself going in and then obviously when you got there to completely let your mind control um, the situation. And then I, I, I soon realized like how powerful it is. And it's hard to hard to um, describe and elaborate, but like there were so many times where Like I said, I would have given up or I would have, um, thrown in the towel then, but like purely just zoning out, letting my mind, like realizing what I'm actually capable of allowed me to, I guess, realize my new, my new limits or not even say limits, because I think limits just capping your potential, but just realizing what I'm actually capable of. Yeah. Mm. And I never would have known that without something like that. I mean, it would, maybe down the track, it would have, I would have reached that, um, reached that. That, that side of things and understood my capabilities but the island just fast-tracked and I, I say it to a few people I think I mentally um, matured years from that um, short time in my life and it's crazy how such a short period of time from the outside it's like X amount of days can just change you that much and it just makes me want to like do more yeah, find the next thing yeah. sort of thing um, but yeah and then the whole gratitude side of things and appreciation of the smaller things of food and water shelter comfort clothes friends etc um, I, I said it in the last podcast but a story it's like it was raining in football um, there was a few complaints stuff like that and I was just standing there with the rain on me had a hoodie on I was fine it was pre-game and it just didn't bother me at all where other yeah. people were getting all worked up because it's like why was this bothering me I, I'd like days where it was pouring with rain I had no shelter I had no warm clothes I couldn't shower afterwards I couldn't put dry clothes on so it's just like that side of things when it's like when you've done this like the bars up there when you've when you've done that sort of side of um, trauma if, you, if you'd if like to say or discomfort the lower side of things don't bother me at all or if if much at all where well, I still feel human it's not like me trying to say I'm not human I don't feel pain because that's <laughs> not true at all but like in terms of, like, that physical discomfort more so than ever. I think mental discomfort um, is always at a high – not a high, but, like, it's always there, and it's and it's never gotten better. But, like, the physical comfort, discomfort, um, I can just withstand and push through so much more than I could ever, ever have imagined.
2: Absolutely. So, off that, like, you're talking about the mental side of things. What do you do now to, I guess, cope with that?
1: Um, I was really good when I first got back. Like, I was really – Set on my journaling, my routines, um, sort of I was big on preparing for the day and I still am preparing for the day prior to like the night before. So I'd have my breakfast made, my clothes set out, um, journaling daily sort of thing. And I think that was the number one thing. I think coming back, if I wasn't doing that, I would have just spiraled so fast because of the whole just to change to new life. And that's sort of the person I am. I'm more complex than most other guys and I'm, I'm totally comfortable with that but um i think if i wasn't journaling keeping on top of my emotions and like how i'm feeling and what i've sort of got coming up with the brand and stuff because it went from so much i mean it went from like so little like you're in this no fuss no responsibility environment on the island to coming back where i felt like i just put so much pressure on myself to shoot the bullet and now 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 with the brand and stuff where if I wasn't staying on top of my emotions through journaling, then I would have spiraled pretty quickly. Um, but that was a big thing for me. Um, and then reading books, I try to read every night as well. Um, staying on top of my routines with gym, um, eating good food, stuff like that is always big on me. Um, and then also just, it's been a bit um, distant as such recently in Perth with my relationships, but stuff like that I think are m- the most important um staying on top of your relationship with your friends and that whether it's just a phone call or text message or face-to-face interaction um you can't really forget sort of where you like the people who got you to where you are Mm. um are the most important people in your life I guess because yeah there's, there's plenty of people out there who um would do anything for me and it's easy to forget that when you're busy and when you're striving towards goals and um in your own head of doing your own thing but um i think in the back of my head i'll never never underappreciate the people who one got me to where i am and supported me on that whole journey through um rough times and then through the island and then coming back and then of course people who i've met from that who i can really connect with on a completely different and deeper level because of the whole trauma bond i guess um so yeah not forgetting about those people is probably real important and it's easy to forget um or at least i've I think some people would probably see that um, they may feel underappreciated by me, um, but yeah, like I said, it's in the back of my head. I've always known, and I think it's like something that saying like saying I can probably get better on is um, expressing my appreciation and gratitude and love to the people who um, got me to where I am.
2: Man, wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, I love that. This, this fellow switched like, so on. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to know the type of person you... Like, I would have loved to have met you before you were on the show. Yeah, completely different, eh? Because, it, like, it, this just seems so
1: genuine, man, like, yeah. the way you're talking. So it's like... Even this, I, I used to be so anxious. I think the, we were talking about, like, um, the whole catch-up in catching up with people you don't know before and how the island shaped me. And I think the number one reason why I never used to like that, even meeting, like, a friend one-on-one and stuff like that, is I felt so anxious about and insecure the way I spoke, not the way I spoke, but like I never had confidence that I could hold a conversation. And I used to think I would stutter heaps and say like, and say, um, but that's something that I definitely feel like I've developed and it's just a a forever learning thing. And I'm trying to have a focus on that and the island as well, just, it comes from having confidence in what you're saying. And then again, having confidence that you're of worth as well. And people do want to hear you because yeah, I used to go through the whole head noise of like, what are you talking about? No one wants to hear you speak sort of thing. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think I can maturely, maturely hold myself far better than I ever was. And on the whole thing I said, you wish you knew me for like, coming back, I remember, like, when I'd see my friends and my family, obviously they've known me for 19, 20 years or some only a few years, um, and then, like, having a conversation with them. Early days, it was I would say all these elaborate thoughts, like, like before, when I was working a old job, I'd wake up at 4:30 just so I could gym in the morning. I used to say to everyone, "Yeah, I'm going to wake up at 4:30. I'm going to do this or I'm like th- this is like, just sort of like this sort of conversation, speaking about how mindfully I feel and all that sort of stuff. And people would like look at me and be like, "Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, sort of thing. It was all just like all talk, I guess. And then when I started seeing and the whole drinking side, I haven't been, I haven't drunk since I've been in Perth, since getting home from the island. Like I've, I've been drinking s- when I've gone away, but like in Perth, I haven't. And like stuff like that, like they don't believe you. Um, and they look at you a bit funny, but then when they start seeing it in motions, it's just, like, yeah, like you said, I'm an absolute shadow of a person of, I used to be, um, I guess there's probably bad that comes with it and there's probably plenty of traits or plenty of, um, things I used to do, which I, I, w- I would take back. Maybe I haven't really thought of it. I'm just sort of thinking out loud, but in terms of, um, how the person I've become and how much I've grown, I couldn't be more proud of looking back or as what I was and I sort of look back and like laugh at myself at times of thinking of the way I used to think or the w- things I used to do and yeah it, it, it's a super fulfilling um thought I think that in itself just
2: <laughs> yeah to, just to reflect back like not many people can do that yeah. like and to grow and learn and accept like yeah this is who I am now this is my path my journey but just to be able to reflect back I'm like. You know, I'm actually really grateful that yeah. I did change and, and this obviously the experience has helped you do that. But yeah, I think it's awesome. And um, I messaged you, oh, I don't know what time it was last night because if you're happy to, you talked about the journaling. And I just love if if you're comfortable, you can say no um,
1: to read out some stuff or yeah. just a list of things that you, you wrote down when you come back. Yeah, so we've spoken about this before. I think it was one of the first things I said to you when we first mm-hmm. met. Um, that like, and I've said it on the previous podcast that when I got home, I did this journal entry. It's about six pages long and it's like, it it was, it was just pretty much how I was feeling in the moment. And it was just, yeah, it was, it was two hours, an hour after I got back. Um, one of the first things I ever did. Um, and I said to, said to Braden when, when we first met, it was like, when I felt like I was drifting away from myself a little bit, I used to read that and, and be proud of the way I thought. And um and then it it would pull me back into track and it's like, yeah, it was something that I hadn't really shared with anyone and sort of just kept to myself and I was completely fine with that. But brains asked me if I can read and I'm happy to, but it's just a bit long. Yeah, just just kind of like thing. little bits, yeah. Oh,
2: I'm ha- I'm
1: happy to read it all if you want me to read it all. Um, so it's all that, so it might take me a little bit. out really that the most. Stuff it. Do it. I'll yeah. do it. You can cut it up
2: if you if you, if you want to cut, cut it up. You don't cut anything, mate. Like, I just don't want it to like you to yeah, be I, like. I haven't
1: read. If I'm gonna read, I'm just gonna read it all. Like, I, yeah, I, please. I, I, Are you
2: happy to do that?
1: Yeah, I, I've shown like one person before. Um, I, that's
2: what. That's. I don't want you to uh, like do it, I, and then you feel like. Um... I, I
1: think it's. There's nothing. There's. I read it last night, and it sort of just. It got me a bit emotional. It was like. Made me like happy of sort of it. it it's because I'm in that ma- in that phase now where I feel like I am. Drifting away from things which I. Didn't want to drift away from in terms of like my habits and stuff like that, and it sort of established that last night. And I'm happy to read it. If you want to cut it, you can cut it, but no, please. Right. I think I'm gonna.
0: I'm honestly, we'll keep it all just because yeah. the aspect of one only like being vulnerable. But we, yeah. we, I guess we talk a lot about journaling, but yeah. it's just like, what do we journal about? So yeah. I guess this would be one a great example. And
1: I think yeah, I'm really keen to hear it. Yeah, I'll buckle in. It's like I said, it's a bit, <laughs> a bit hectic. But even when I, I spoke to my mate last night on the phone. We call like, most days, Maddie from the island, and um, I told him that you asked me that to read it, and he was like, "Shit, like how do you feel about it?" And I was like, "I don't really know. I'm not going to think about it too much. I haven't showed anyone, but I'm just going to read it because I I would be more than comfortable. I'm thinking I'd be more than comfortable showing you now, just because I think you'd understand a bit more. So that's that's all I've really thinking of thinking of as. All right, so, well, listeners, put your. So I'm not going to say that there's a few times where I mention days like as in how long i was there for or results and stuff so i'm just gonna skip over that and then obviously the date um but yeah here we go so holy fucking shit where to start what a crazy incredible life-changing month i just entered on i generally don't know how to begin this reflection but i will give it a crack i just put my mind and body through the most amazing roller coaster anyone could ever along the way i met some of the most amazing people and as a person i honestly feel like a brand new man I sit here knowing I got the most out of those X amount of days as I possibly could. And that is why I'm so, so happy and satisfied. I do not hold a single regret. This year is huge for me and so exciting. I don't know where to begin to tackle it. I don't know where to begin to tackle it, but I have so much ahead of me and so much to look forward to. I think the biggest number one takeaway I got from the show is appreciation for things. Going through intense starvation, mental wars, physical hurt, lack of sleep, comfort, and absence of loved ones. There's nothing I have in my life now which I don't appreciate not just the food bed clothes etc but number one I think is my mum I didn't realize how much I loved and appreciated her I didn't think I would miss her as much as I did and it's amazing and I'm glad I can turn that corner now as a 21 year old rather than in 10 20 30 years time or when it's all too late she's gonna like you now I don't think (laughs) I've ever (laughs) even said that to her so um the people that love me fucking love me and those are the ones I thought about and felt I was doing proud and I want everyone who I love with my whole heart to know I do because it is such a special feeling. I appreciate my life, my opportunities, and myself so much. I know that I've, I am such an amazing, mature, and driven 21-year-old, and it all stems from how I was raised and how I nurtured myself. In terms of general reflection, the hardest challenge for me was definitely the lack of energy, food, and starvation. That first week, more or less, it ha- it was ab- I was able to be myself more so, and that set my experience up, and I ventured around the island and met everyone and got the chance to... Have people see and love the real me and me be able to see and love everyone else that real, in hindsight set my next x amount of days up because in the tough times my, my relationships already sta- established so i was able to feel comfortable in struggle and emotion and lean on people when need be week one brought probably some of the rawest and highest emotions me and titus forged a lifelong bond and shared some of the, m- the best laughs and stories and advice we started the fire too which is pretty cool it was all so exciting, the week topped off with quite literally the most perfect, unique and incredible 21st birthday anyone could possibly have. I was on a deserted island in Malaysia, filming a TV survivalist show with what was about 70 other people who were strangers a week ago. And for it to pan out the way it did, it proved that the universe bloody loves me. A buffet brekkie in times of starvation into the biggest challenge on the island, where I played a huge part in winning for my camp. Fucking incredible. All the emotion that day was like nothing I've ever felt. I was thinking about my parents and my family a lot, what they were doing and thinking on my 21st birthday without me after not having Christmas. After not having Christmas together. I thought a lot about my friends, what they were thinking and doing. I know they love me more than anyone else. I just remember that feeling after winning, the rush of emotion, grateful, ecstatic, proud, happiness, etc. Then on the flip side, the thought of being with my loved ones, missing them, knowing they miss me and wanting to be able to be with them. Also knowing how proud they'd be, how proud I was and how good it will be to relive it all when we watch it on TV. Week two opened up a whole new view on the show. A lot of struggle and, and change happened. After the high of the birthday, there was such amazing relief and over emotion the next few days. The next few days were real tough. It was like a comedown of such. A high where sort of was sucked of the emotions to keep me there. I'd felt so satisfied with my experience to date that I felt as though there was not much more left to be there for. I had the most amazing and incredible support and love and feedback on my brand and its desires that I wanted to go and get stuck into that and felt as though I was missing out on, on expiring golden times with that. I was so excited in what I had going on in my life that I wanted to get home and stuck into that with diet and training and how I'd approach life with love and gratitude and appreciation to my loved ones and my time and my body. I also hated the feeling of looking and feeling weak and frail and the lack of energy. Although at times I may not have seen it, those rough days changed and strengthened me so much without that. And without that, I wouldn't be so happy now. It allowed so much growth, opened my eyes to the power of my mind and grit and determination. It also strengthened my pride, my respect and enhanced my view on friendship and family, both existing and newfound. The toughest crossroads 100% was when Titus was leaving. I love that bloke and he will be a best mate of mine for life and I never thought I would meet a mate like him. We got on so well and extremely like-minded and he set me up on my experience not only for my time on the island but life beyond. After staying when he left instantly the best feeling of relief and determination. It opened me up it opened me up to achieve and do what I came out and set out prior to arriving on the island it switched my focus and goals to be an individual and allowed me to independently learn grow be uncomfortable and achieve what i wanted i did just that through the struggles of week two day 13 was super tough came the toughest days i think days x and x but through that bred a whole new friendship and family with the crew in vine camp most especially maddie people in my, people who again in my life will remain forever i'm so proud so so fucking proud i hit february I went in. I went in the biggest challenge by numbers and the biggest challenge by. Blow that out. Um, I didn't burn bridges. I was myself. I felt loved. I met the most amazing person, mo- most amazing people, and I walked out after X amount of days on a deserted island, starved, and the most incredible, driven, grateful, love-filled 21-year-old man I could ever be. I have a big year ahead of me. A fucking huge year. So many opportunities. So many decisions. So many pathways. But most importantly. So many people who love and care for me as much as I do for them. So much drive to be the best person I could possibly be and so much certainty that 2023 is written as my year. It is only February and look what's happened. 2023 will be what shaped me and my life and my attitudes. It is welcome. What, it is welcoming me to adult life, to an altered appreciation and change of values. I have the most spectacular life ahead of me with the most amazing opportunities and humans around me that all I got to do was keep true to myself, stay motivated, Stay motivated, stay driven, and success is destined. Gives me goosebumps and it's oh, me a bit geez. emotional. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> oh. thank you so
0: much for sharing that. I can't I mean Wow. I'm even I'm even still shaking
1: as well. Yeah, I, mean, I feel yeah. I feel a bit out of body. <laughs> out of body experience. Because yeah, I've never huge. read it aloud as well, like yeah. I, we me. well, I mean, even
0: in this podcast, like you've already painted like a very descriptive, like, well, of who you are, yeah. But I mean, that even just solidifies it. So, as as yourself is just like such a champion, and I'm excited for what's to come, man. Appreciate sure, it. That's huge. I, yeah. um
2: One thing I just want to, mate, the amount of times you said, like, there was that passage in there where you said, "I'm, I'm, a f- I don't swear on the part. I'd not be." You talked about yourself in like such a high praise, yeah. You know, in a way of. But it's not like. It's
0: not arrogant. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It
1: was like that, I am so grateful. I am the luckiest 21 year old. Yeah. Like, and I think that continued. Like, if you if I was to read it through again, a lot of that would happen. Like, when bad things would happen, I'd be like, sort of, what's happening from this? And I'd just be like, refer back to that, like how lucky I am, how, like, how, not, not like, again, not in an arrogant way, but how driven, motivated, and good I am as a 21 year old. And that was like, that purely built me to be the person I am, I think like that positive self-talk yeah. and um, gratitude to, uh, I just I, I guess just having a function in 21 year old body and I think I'm really blessed with um, like the brain I have, I, th- I, I back my intelligence and the way my brain operates, although it can be my worst enemy at times but it's been my absolute best friend in other times. So I think as, uh, realizing that and establishing that and telling myself of that had been the most important thing that point in times like I said earlier like if I was didn't have that attitude through those times of coming home um when it went from absolutely nothing to all the hustle and bustle of the real world I think I would have just spiraled um because I can already feel and I, I I do still feel and I did feel like sucked of um I guess emotions and like completely flat and like a consistent anxious feel in my gut but I think without um without some of the techniques I was doing and without um, a lot of the journaling and the mindset I had, I, it would have probably ended up in a, a worse place where not only would I have been feeling shit, but I wouldn't have been doing anything to um, do good about it, I guess. And I wouldn't have been able to stay productive and um, hit goals, which I wanted to.
2: Yeah, I love that. It's, it's awesome. Man. And we appreciate you so much for sharing that because um, that's very, very personal. Um, and it just sort of, shapes like you know the type of person you are being vulnerable which you talked about earlier but it also sort of shapes that people that talk about themselves in that type of way like me and Tom sitting here we're like wow like, this is impressive mm-hmm. like like so vulnerable so like but confident but it wasn't like oh look at this guy saying like yeah, oh, yeah. This, this and this it's yeah. like that's the thing that I don't, I don't think people can understand that you can actually tell yourself like I am a loving person, caring, lucky, grateful. I love people as much as they love me. Like you can tell these yeah. stories to yourself because they're so true and mm. it doesn't come across because people think it comes across as egotistical or, you know, like I'm high on myself or I think yeah. I'm too good. Where it comes across as so genuine and authentic like that.
1: Yeah, so. and I think if you don't um, see the positives and I guess practice the positives of yourself and in your life, and that's probably where the complete downfall of yourself would come because everyone has negatives. Um, and I guess it links back to the old gratitude side of like focusing on what you do have rather than what you don't have. And Mm. I think that's an important thing in yourself as well, because like if you're focusing on all the traits that you wish you were or the job that you wish you had or the person that you wish you were to be, um, and not actually honing in on like the person you are and what you were doing and the traits that people love about you and what you love about yourself, then that's where I guess a a mental spiral probably would happen because all you're doing is um, wishing upon things that you're not and even just talking, not appreciating the things that you are. Um, So although like you go through phases of like everyone does days, weeks, months, whatever it may be of just focusing on negative and being flat and going through those cycles of like um, you're not happy with the person you are but like I think it is important to know that like no matter what, Um, or no matter how you're feeling, there's always going to be, or no matter how you're feeling about yourself, there's always going to be someone who can assure you of the good things about you. And it's about getting to that level where you can see that about yourself as well, which I think is pretty important in, um, I guess, achieving good things mentally. Um, but with a solid mind and a solid um, level of happiness and that foundation of knowing who you are and what you want, um, comes success externally as well.
0: Mate, I think
1: even cool. in, in the last, well, this whole episode,
0: I've just even got more switched on myself. And I can't say enough that I think I actually, I've actually, like, needed something, like, to hear something like that. Um, just as, like, oh, like, even what you've just covered in terms of, like, the, the traits that you want to be, and you, like, in yourself,
1: I think I've just needed uh, to hear yeah something like that. I, I think, think you can't. No, we're good, man. I'm, I'm glad, like, those are, I think they're the best things to hear when you sort of preach something and then someone, it's what someone wanted to hear or whether they recognize it or not. Um, there's nothing more assuring than, well, even if it's sort of like a TikTok video or a book or whatever it may be, when you read something, hear something and then it's like, you didn't realize you needed it until you, need it, until you heard it. Um, so I'm glad it's one of the first times I've heard that myself from someone, so it's, it's a good feeling. But uh, yeah, like I said, I, I don't think you can really ever get enough of um, the self-appreciation, self-love and um, as much as like, yeah, it's hard to recognize, but, um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty important. And it's all, it's easy to s- practice what you preach, like say all these things, but it's about practicing what you preach. And yeah. I think I'm pretty good at like saying it all, but it's, on the flip side, it's same again. Like I've, I, there's always room to improve and, um, I'm far from the level I want to be. So, um, continue to, I guess, find what, um, find what makes me tick, find what makes me happy and, um really focus on those small things rather than the big picture because, yeah, it's easy to get sucked away, especially when you've got big extravagant goals and um, you get can get sucked up in them pretty quickly without nailing them down and breaking them down. Um, and then it's easy to suck you away in the process. 100%. Love
0: that. Well, I mean, to the listeners, man, <laughs> if you didn't get something from that, then
2: <laughs> I might have listened to other podcasts. I <laughs> Like We could continue talking, but... We know the man's gotta get to work.
0: Yeah, and we only have seven and a half minutes left in the SD card, so Well,
2: and the <laughs> man's gotta get to to work. So we um we didn't do this last time. We just started this new well, we've sort of, I guess we're trying to start this new thing where <laughs> we want you to over the last week, who's someone that's, you know, you're really grateful for or I wanna thank that's helped you out. We'd start this with Lockie from Twenty Talk, you would have heard Twenty Talk. Yeah.
1: Yep. Um it's hard to n- nail on one, but it's probably the easiest one to say. Um, like I'm going through a phase of, like I spoke about earlier, wanting to move and a lot of head noise, and it's hard to know who understands it and who um, can tell you the right things. So it's easier to not tell anyone. But I've got real um, what, one of the closest friendships I had my whole life with Maddie from the show, and he's been a person who I've been able to. I guess just speak bullshit too, um, this morning included. Like I told him that I was feeling flat and anxious, not about coming on, but I was like, I'm feeling flat and anxious, like got a podcast now, this could turn into shit sort of thing. And like he's he understands, um, I guess, cause we're similar age, similar mindset, similar goals, stuff like that. So he listens to my bullshit, even if he doesn't feel the same way. And he's always quick to tell me um, silly thing, even if, it, if it's silly or if it's the right, like it in the right way, I guess, like, in that 21 year old mindset. Um, So super grateful for that and to have someone like that in my life. And yeah, although it's only been a couple months, but um, yeah, it's awesome to know that someone so similar to you has your back and can sort of think the way you think and tell you the things you need to hear. Um, And yeah, hopefully can get me across the Gold Coast for the end of the year. Shout out out to Maddie. Yeah. What about you, mate? I want to go my good mate, Patrick
0: Riley. Um, so I've just moved out of my uh, place in Frio and um, uh, with that like oh, it, was, it was a pretty big move like when you've been in a place for two and a half years it's accumulate a heap of stuff and um, I'm lucky for him to be living in Melville so which is a, a, um, just a small move but he's been um, a bit of a rock for me just be able to move a lot of my stuff there temporarily so yeah I don't know where I'd where I'd go without him. Um and even he's just one of my best mates as well. Yeah. So just being able to yeah, just live with another mate, which has been amazing. So um yeah. during a during a crazy transition time. Yeah.
2: Love that. What are you, Bray? Um mine is my we had the um men's retreat like um the other day here at the office and we did a men's circle where like, you know, people share like some of their vulnerabilities and their tough times and their wins and my brother was here and um, but just to I guess because I don't live with him mm. you don't like you, you get on the phone and sometimes like you said it's that face to face where you can really understand what's understand going on, what's yeah. going on. And, and he'll tell me some things and I'm like oh yeah like yeah that sounds pretty tough and I'll tell him some things and he'll say the same thing And but to actually sit in that room and hear what he's actually gone through was like crap like you know and then from that we went off and, and, and had a chat and stuff and like, I'm real grateful, like, for the work he's doing, but also just the, you know, that support and that time we, we had together. And that was a week ago. So, that was something that I've reflected on all week. Like, you know, dive into those relationships that mean the most to you, because you actually don't know what's going on. So, that was that was um one thing that I'm really grateful for, actually. Love it. Love it, lads. Well, I'm actually
0: kind of sad that this episode has to finish. Yeah, we've only got three minutes left, but, um, yeah. Mate, let us know where um, the listeners can reach Blue and Greens and yourself and, um, and the
1: show. Yes, yeah, so I'm Harry Q, underscore my personal, and then it's bluesgreens.co on Insta and TikTok. So, all things really about me, my life, um, the brand, everything can be followed pretty closely on there. Um, and then, yeah, the show's Channel 7, 7 Plus, Million Dollar Island. So, yeah, all it's up to episode 5 now. Um, you can catch up on all the episodes. On seven plus but if not it's i think moving forward it's monday tuesday nights 7 30 on channel seven love it hop onto it i'm so keen to see where
0: it goes yeah um yeah thanks for thanks for your time this morning mate really appreciate it this friday morning and um yeah can to catch up soon
1: for sure i appreciate it fellas thanks mate thanks for
0: listening, and we'll catch you in the next one thanks for listening to another episode if you liked it please like subscribe hit the notification bell leave a review all that jazz We love your support and we'd love for you to continue supporting us. If you want more info and want to know what we've got coming up, please head to our Instagram, chuck us a follow. And even check out our website for more episodes, resources, recommendations, and lots, lots, lots more. Links are attached in the description below. Cheers.